I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. If you're a small business owner wondering how NFTs or Web3, some of these terms that you probably started hearing about could impact your business in the future, listen to this conversation. Chris and Trainual CMO Jonathan Ronzio went live on LinkedIn to discuss their biggest takeaways from attending Gary Vaynerchuk's conference, VCon, where the whole conference was centered around this topic of NFTs and Web3. So ju- jumping ahead to Snoop Dogg, who was there, he had bought one of these Bored Ape Yacht Club things, which which if anyone hasn't heard of those, those are like half a million dollar NFTs. It's kind of crazy. But he had bought one of these and he actually named it. He miss Dr. Bombay, I think was the name of it. Yeah. And he had created these. He had this hat on this that was like a Dr. Bombay hat. He had this sweatshirt on that had like this cheetah print to go with his character and was a was a, a Dr. Bombay shirt. And so he's he's creating a brand monetizing this this NFT. And so some of these that things he didn't that create, he, but he owns, he didn't, he didn't create it, but he bought it. So now he has like the IP rights to do whatever the heck he wants with this thing. That's really interesting. When you think of like, you know, there, there could be these franchises that create all the characters. So they're all connected in that way. But then all the owners of the different characters can go and and create their own stories, create their own universes, create their own brands, their own businesses, so I, that that kind of blew my mind. Yeah. That's you know, Snoop Dogg is making like an ice cream parlors, with you know after his his monkey NFT. <laughs> but it's like that that that's the kind of stuff that's going to happen yeah. based on this. And so when you think about it like that, you're like, okay, well maybe maybe I could wrap my head around buying a a hundred thousand dollar NFT in the same way that people today will acquire a hundred thousand dollar domain name, right? If that's what they need for their business or maybe to a lesser extent, depending on the size of, of your business, people will make those investments to buy this kind of intellectual property. If the contract allows for that, right? In the sake of vFriends, we can't go and, and create IP and franchise our characters. Um, yeah, because yeah. That's, that's set in the contract. But with the board Ape thing, that is an example of like a massively successful NFT project that has that kind of like open, you know, do, do whatever when you own it. Right. And, and he is, he's definitely cashing in on the, the moment of the board ape and building his, his whole story behind it, which is awesome. Grady says that was a unique aspect of board ape. So I, I think that's, you know, that's what we're seeing right now. That's pretty cool is that people that are creating these NFT projects get to experiment and create whatever rules they want and stand out in any way that they want to. And so an- another example of this that we heard, I forget who who put this one on, but because there's been so much flipping, you know, as people will buy these things and then they'll sell them in a month or sell them in two months. One of the people that put out one of these projects said, well, I want this to get better with time. The longer you hold it, the more rewarding it is for you. And so after 30 days, it like does it does this extra thing and you get this bonus. After 60 days, it does this extra thing. And so it's kind of like delaying the gratification, you know, al- almost like a, like a deferred bonus in the real in the real world or something. When like you've 
you holding on to something for longer, it's like these golden handcuffs that you can't, you're like getting more stock options or something that you, it just keeps getting better. So I think the business model of these NFTs, people are, are getting to be really creative right now. Cause there's so many things that have just never been done. So I remember, um, end of day two, we were both sitting there. We had already attended some sessions with, uh, with, with Mila, with Eva Longoria, with Pharrell, um, Huda Katan, um, I believe was, was day two. Right. Um, so we had the learnings, but then we walked away and we were like, well, how do you actually do it? Right. Like that was one of the things that we kind of felt like we weren't getting was, all right, there's a lot of talk about what this space is and the opportunity in it, but we didn't necessarily know, like, like tangibly, like, how do we do this? What, like, and so we needed to taste it. And so that night after, a nice steak dinner and a bottle of wine. We, we went back and each of us decided, all right, we're just going to mint something on OpenSea. We're going to go to which OpenSea is right. where uh, it's a marketplace. So hold on. And I, and I need to pause the story right now because this is so important. And I love that you called this out when we were there and forced us to do this. This is, I think, what separates business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, the people that go and execute and actually act on things versus the people that are just like, oh, I'm going to keep looking into this or I'm going to keep learning more about this. And so, so we're at the event and you're like, how do we just make our own NFTs? And we laugh about it a little and we start talking about, well, what would we make or what would our projects be? And you were sketching something out on paper. And then we get back to the hotel room and we're sitting there and we're just like, all right, we're going to do this. And, and you opened up the open C. So if anyone's curious, go to open S E A dot I O that's the website. You open it up and there's a big button on the homepage that says create. I don't know how many times I've been on that website, but I've never gone to that homepage and thought, let me click the create button. And that was, and you just did it and started going through the process and it's that easy. And I think so many people don't do it. So, all right. Continue the story of the uh, creation. So I, I'm not saying we were we were going to create the thing that Trainual is going to do in this space, right? It wasn't necessarily like us coming up with a POV around what we're doing with NFTs within a matter of six hours and just executing. It was like we've got to try it and taste it, and so let's just like randomly create something you know dumb that like lets us experience this. And so I I just I remembered that at one point when my wife bought um, an iPad. I downloaded Procreate, like a little Illustrator kind of thing. And and I had just testing that platform, I had drawn this like weird looking elephant w- with a, a beak and like played with some effects. And and so I just like pulled up this JPEG, this image on my phone. It was like, cool, this is going to be my first NFT. I'm going to mint this thing. And and so uh, <laughs> that was what it became. And I called the collection Elladux because uh, it's an elephant and a duck mix and just like minted an Elladuck named Elmer. And uh, just to like go through the process of figuring out like how to put this thing out there, like what what would it look like? What would it um, feel like to publish an NFT and to figure out the like economics behind setting either a floor price or a timed auction or um, or if I mint it or if I create a collection versus a one off all of that. It was done in a matter of 10 minutes. There it is. There's there's the Elladuck collection. All right, I'm trying to see if my there there it goes. All right, so if yeah. you're watching on video here, these are Jonathan's Ella Ducks, <laughs> which I think is is a dumb enough name to actually be really creative. Um, 
So pretty simple. He made all these different versions of this elephant duck looking thing and, uh, and, and posted them on OpenSea. And so as you're sitting there doing, uh, doing your Ella duck collection and a, a collection, if it's not obvious, is just like a group of similar assets that people would list or sell. So I remember um, earlier, like maybe over New Year's, um, I was up at our cabin and I was trying to learn more about this stuff. And my son, my four-year-old, had sketched out a little picture. He was coloring on the table, and he he created a picture of a a bunny. Uh, and I took a picture, I posted on an Instagram, and I said, "Hey, look, everybody, I've got an NFT for sale from my four-year-old." And a bunch of people wrote back and thought it was funny. So when you started making yours, that was the first thing I did was look up that little picture of a bunny. And so, uh, so here, if you're watching on video again, this is my your first NFT. Yeah, my first yeah. NFT, which is a which drawing is really of Callen's. what? Which is really Callan's first NFT. But you, you yeah, you're man, there. Yeah, so I, I put it on there, and hilariously, so I send it to my wife, and I'm I'm like, you got to show Callan this, uh, and and tell him that I posted his artwork for sale online, and she writes me back, and she goes, I told him, and he immediately got teary that you're gonna sell it instead of keeping it, <laughs> and so and so I, I like I take it, I'm like, all right, I'm not I'm not gonna sell it, so this is mine. I'm not, it's not for sale. It's staying in my wallet forever. But that is my first NFT. No, nobody's crying if I sell an Ella duck. So, you, so you can buy an Ella duck if you want. <laughs> you, yeah, maybe I will. You, you, well, you made a bunch of them too. So it's like maybe, maybe that's uh, there's something to say there. Like if I had if I had made a hundred iterations of his little rabbit, then uh, I could sell the other ninety nine. Yeah, keep, true. Keep this one. But the, right. the moral of that story is that like you you have to taste it, you have to try it, right? And it's not that complicated. So anybody that hasn't done anything in this space yet, like it's not hard to download Coinbase, just the same. It, it works exactly the same as Robinhood. If you've heard of Robinhood for, for like buying stocks, exactly the same thing on Coinbase to buy crypto. I think even in Robinhood, you can buy some crypto, but Coinbase is better for crypto because you can connect the Coinbase wallet. Um, mm -hmm. Very easy to set up a wallet. It sounds like a complicated thing. Oh, I need this app for buying the token and I need this app for storing tokens and, uh, and, and NFTs. And then what, what is MetaMask? Well, MetaMask is just like a Coinbase wallet. It's just a different wallet. But you need a wallet to actually connect to OpenSea to publish an NFT. And even that sentence that I just said sounds daunting. But I'm yeah. telling you, just like any other thing in business, in life, break it down. And those individual steps of like yeah. get Coinbase. Buy, let's do that. Let's, right? let's actually break it down. Because what you just said, you said... Um, get MetaMask and Coinbase to, and go to OpenSea Open for an Publish. NFT. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I've mentioned this before, but I'm taking Ukrainian lessons right now. I'm learning to speak Ukrainian. And when they, when they share a, a big phrase, they'll say something like, Ya Rosmovlayu. And then they'll say, you, layu, Rosmovlayu. You know, they, they like take you through the different, the different uh, phrases. And so let's break down your complicated sentence because you said MetaMask, Coinbase, NFT is an open sea. Take us through an action people could take with those four things. So download Coinbase, the app. That is where you are actually going to have to purchase cryptocurrency if you have not so that's, yet. You put your own dollar, like you link it to your bank 
And in yes. the same way you might fund a Robinhood account if you trade stocks or a TD Ameritrade account or something like that, you're going to set it up and you're going to say, okay, move $100, 100 USD or 500 USD or whatever, yes. $5 USD, move it in to Coinbase, right? Correct. And then inside Coinbase, you buy a cryptocurrency, a token. The, the big ones you've probably heard of are Ethereum and Bitcoin. Um, there's tons but for the sake of doing anything inside of NFT, the lead one that you probably want to get is Ethereum. So if you move, let's say, 100 bucks of your USD into Coinbase, then you would buy $100 worth of Ethereum, which is going to be a small fraction of Ethereum, but it's, it's there nonetheless. Okay, then, so now you've got a fraction of an ETH in your wallet in Coinbase. Yes. All right, we're that far. So now... Um, do I need MetaMask or can I just roll with Coinbase? You can just use Coinbase, but you need a separate app from Coinbase and it's called Coinbase Wallet. So that would be the second app to download. Um, and it connects very easily to the original Coinbase. You just download it, you you create your, your profile and then you link your accounts and then you're able to move the, the $100 worth of Ethereum that you bought on the Coinbase broker app over to your Coinbase wallet. So now you have this token currency inside of your digital wallet. Right. Now, if you're still listening, if you're following along <laughs> with this conversation, know that most people would just drop out, tone out, like they, they this is too complicated for them. It's kind of like when my wife tells me she hates math when I'm trying to figure out the tip on the restaurant bill or something. But like, it, zone in. The instructions are really simple. Download Coinbase, put in a couple hundred, uh, hundred bucks, whatever you can afford, it, whatever's play money to you, $10, whatever it is, move it in and then uh, buy Ethereum, then go download the Coinbase wallet app and move some over. Again, it's a real simple process. It'll take most people five minutes, 10 minutes to do all this, to connect their bank and load it up or whatever. Okay, so now you've got your, your wallet on Coinbase. What was the next place to go? So then you go to OpenSea. Okay. And then when you're in OpenSea, you can explore existing collections and purchase your first NFT. Um, or- Like, like for instance, an Eladuck. For instance, an Eladuck. <laughs> or- you can uh, you can create an LFT. Those are the two buttons on OpenSea. It's explore or create, and okay. uh, and 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 then to do either, you would link that wallet. Okay. So what I would encourage people to do is look up like Gary V's project, the one we were talking about, the uh, V Friends V E E F R I E N D S. Look up V Friends. You'll see the little verified V Friends thing, kind of like with the blue check on Twitter or Instagram. And then you can look at all of the different things that are available on there. And you'll see that some are for sale and some are not for sale. And when they list a floor price, that means like what is the lowest price that anything in this collection is selling for? And so it can be, it can be, you know, selling for a lot more. But what is who's got the lowest price one available in this collection? And that gives you a sense of kind of how, what things cost. Like the real world equivalent I would give you is like when you walk into a store you've never been to in the mall and you look at a price tag on a shirt. Do you want to stay in that store or are you like, this is not my store? <laughs> like, I don't, you know, that's what you're doing when you look at the collections. You say, okay, this is like kind of cool stuff, cool art or whatever. I like this. 
and this is in my range or this is a hundred thousand dollars and like let me get the heck out of here right now i, I want to say we're not talking about this entire process to really just promote that you need to get into like nft collectibles but it's a matter of thinking about like web two business right and and when the social environment was layered on top of websites and email right you weren't going to go out and build a a social platform or build a social media strategy into your business without having sent a tweet or created a Facebook profile or checked out Instagram or sent a snap story or whatever it was, right? Like you will try the things inside of the framework of this new way of business. And so that's what this is about. It's not so that anybody needs to or has to get into digital collectibles. That's gonna be a small fraction of, of Web3 and where this all goes. But doing that right now at least orients your mind around what is happening in this early ecosystem, how do some of the, the frameworks and building blocks work, and then you start thinking about how might smart contracts and, and tokens and uh, digital access via NFT relate to the way that my business operates and the way that my business might build in this new world. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate that you called that out. So let's say uh, everybody listening, you've got your wallet, you're poking around in OpenSea. Um, the last thing I kind of want to end with here is assuming you start to uh, you see what the experience is, uh, is like of getting or, you know, find some really, really cheap NFT, add it to your wallet, you'll see it show up in your wallet. And as soon as I started seeing these things show up in my wallet, I got a little bit more of a sense of what this could become. And so let's talk about the, the future of what NFTs could do in terms of access, collectibles, ownership, parts of a, a royalty stream. Maybe we could start with the fact that, you know, our tickets to VCon were NFTs. So because we both owned one of those V friends NFTs, Gary V's company knows all of the public wallet addresses that hold one of their V friends. And so they're able to then issue a new NFT to those 10,000 wallets and say, Hey, because you have this one, I'm, I'm putting this, I'm depositing, I'm airdropping this new NFT into your account. And it is the authentic ticket to get into this conference. And right. so in order to get into the conferences, we had to pull open our things, connect our wallets and show that we've got the passes to get into the conferences. So getting in is one piece, but then what happened when we were leaving, Jonathan? Yeah, on the way out, this is one of the most interesting things uh, is that like, so let's say in normal world, people buy tickets to a conference. When the conference is done, the ticket goes in the trash, right? Like how many, how many tickets have you thrown into the trash of going into the Suns game, right? So like when you leave the event, there's no more value in that ticket unless you, you know, happen to like framing it and keeping it for any reason, right? But there's no intrinsic value that the originator, the creator, the event organizer is giving you for that ticket after the event. That was different this time around. At the very end of the event, Gary is on stage with Snoop and talks about that they are gonna do a collab and anybody who owns a, uh, an NFT for the VCon 1 ticket for the event that we were at, anybody that holds that NFT is going to get this Snoop 
Gary collab, whatever it's going to be. They didn't announce what it was, but it's coming in, in a few months. And and then if you went to OpenSea and looked at like the VCon ticket prices, which towards the end of the event were plummeting to like 0.1 ETH or whatever, like all of a sudden everybody is buying tickets. Any tickets that were for sale, people that are literally in the event that have a ticket themselves or have two, they're going out and buying more because they want the equivalent stuff, the equivalent NFTs of whatever the Gary Snoop collab is going to be. So that that pass, these these concert or conference tickets that were trading for almost nothing, you know, the people, the unused ones that didn't even sell, people that couldn't make it to Minneapolis trading for almost nothing, all of a sudden start going up $200, $400, $600, $1,000, $1,200. And in a matter of minutes, the value of these things skyrocketed. And then again, to call back to our earlier conversation, the people that made the conference, so Gary and his team, get a commission, a cut on every additional one of those sales. And so they made money coming in and going out. And it, it really blew my mind. It was a cool experience at the end of the event to say, wow, that's just another interesting business model innovation that this thing who, can drive. Who's, yeah, who, who's buying $800,000 tickets to an event that has five minutes left in the event as you're leaving? Right. Like yeah. who's outside the like a basketball arena scalping tickets, trying to get you to buy them on the way out because they have yeah, any value. Yeah. This one does have value. And then and then Gary's team gets the kickback of every sale on top. Crazy. Right. right. So that takes us to the end of our time here. I want to make sure the, the episode stays about the right time. But I think we're just sort of opening the door on what this business model could be. It was a cool experience. It was, you know, 7,000 or so people in a huge stadium with a Ferris wheel, virtual reality games, food trucks, 170 speakers that they had there. But the biggest takeaway that I had is that things are just getting started. You know, even the recommendations from a lot of the speakers were, were kind of light because I think that the, it hasn't been proven everything is kind of an experiment right now. And so there aren't a ton of best practices to share yet. It's really just a call to action to say, start to explore, start to poke around, get comfortable with this space because it's not going anywhere. Final thoughts, John? Yeah, I think a uh, couple of things. One of the ones that stood out in Snoop's session, his, uh, his partner, Nick, um, when he was asked about like how he over the years of 20 years of working with Snoop and helping orchestrate all these deals and all these commercial projects and the things that he's done to build Snoop's brand alongside him from the business standpoint to complement the music side, um, Gary asked him how, how he thought about looking for patterns. And, um, and Nick said, follow the developers, which I thought was interesting, right? He's like, the smartest people that I know in the world are the ones tinkering with the technology of tomorrow. And, and so like, look and see what the developers are doing and playing with and passionate about and building. And yeah, it might be early now. It might not be totally accessible for, for like the broad small business community or the, or the world yet, but this is going to be the building block of tomorrow's internet enabled economy. And, and so just starting to sniff around and try it out and, set some things up and create something yourself or buy an NFT or whatever, just like, just kind of start walking down that path to explore and you'll form your own ideas. We did on the way out. We, we have thoughts for how we're going to potentially do something of, a, of an NFT airdrop for our community, for playbook 
2022 this year, our event in September, we we have thoughts on what we might do with a broader NFT collection and the IP around the stories as it builds out next year or, or years beyond. We have thoughts on how, how you might enable certain access to platforms or experiences via uh, you know NFT issued um, I guess passes or something like that right like we had a lot of interesting conversation on the way out of there that was just sparked by us trying it and learning a little bit about it and I, and that's what I want everybody to take away all right, everyone. Thank you for listening in. Hopefully we've sparked some thoughts for you or at least gotten you to scratch your head a little and think, what the heck are these guys talking about? Uh, go do some Googling. Look into some of the platforms we've talked through. Uh, try, like Jonathan said, to set up a wallet on your own if you haven't already. And if you were at this concert or conference or if you know more about this than we do, then I want to hear from you too. So please comment on this, ping us on social. Uh, back in, on our uh, old school Web2 platforms. <laughs> and, and let's have a conversation about this. Thanks for joining in, Jonathan. Great chat. And uh, I'll see you next time. All right. Thanks, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe or leave a review and share it with anyone in your network that you think could use the information. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on social at Chris Ronzio on all platforms, and you can find Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. We'll see you next time.